0: the VHS Vault. I am Owen Brand.
1: And I'm Katie Cadaver.
0: And we are here to talk about something cool, because we're always here to talk about something cool. <laughs> yes, we are. Although this time, I have to say, with uh, with all honesty, this may not be as cool as some of the other stuff we've <laughs> talked about. Just my humble opinion.
1: I think it's, it depends on your definition of cool.
0: So, let's have a quick chit-chat about this movie. Uh, what movie is it?
1: We are going to watch, or talk about, we already watched it, talk about Monster of Gogo from 1960. It's a Bill Rubin film, his first one, um, and it's kind of shitty. Mm. And he thinks it's the worst movie ever made. But um, I'm going to be honest with everybody about why we're doing it. So I won a Blu-ray box set, Bill Rubin Weird Wisconsin. I won it from the Shameless Picture Show, did a, a drawing for it. And it's been sitting around, and I haven't watched any of the films in it. And Bill Rubin made movies in Wisconsin, so I thought, well, we should grab one of these movies and just talk about it, and... Super truthfully, we couldn't get together and watch a movie, so we had to watch something that we could each do remotely Yep, in our respectful locations. So um, I had the Blu-ray, and it was on YouTube for you to watch, so yep. we just picked it, and it's his first movie, but it's kind of a shit show. Um, but I think it's like actually kind of a cool building block for us to d- explore more of Bill Rabain's work, because I think more of what he did is definitely up our alley. So
0: 1965... Um when I heard the title of this movie, I was immediately intrigued because I, uh, you know, Monster Agogo sounds really cool, sounds really hip, sounds really 60s. Um, and then when the intro sequence kicked off and the music came in, I thought the music, the audio sounded terrible, but I loved the song. And I was like, man, this is getting me in the mood. <clears throat> this is going to be like one of those teenager monster movies. It's going to be super dope. That's what I was thinking when I first saw this intro. So I'm going to play the intro music if that's all right. Yeah, please. All right, here you go. Intro music for Monster Agogo. So visually you see like a galaxy and uh, like an astronaut walking on this painting of a galaxy. It's supposed to look like he's walking through space.
1: I need a poodle skirt for this. It's very, very that. Yeah, these effects are wild. Ooh-wee.
0: And I love, I even love the, the title, Monster Go" there with the creepy lettering. I was like, man, we're in for something cool here.
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Don't get your hopes up. Uh,
0: I know that it sounds bad, almost like we're playing it through a crappy speaker with a tin
1: can with a string on it going to another tin can.
0: But that is what the actual audio is.
1: On YouTube. The Blu-ray at my house is a lot better but we don't do that around here at the VHS vault so we're not going to talk about the (laughs) Blu-ray
0: let's listen to music
1: (laughs) I absolutely can imagine being parked at the drive-in and you know thinking we're going to get into something fun yeah it's a make-out movie so you don't actually have to watch it this is not worth watching. No. You can just get fresh. Maybe that's what this movie was designed
0: girl. to be. That was the design from the beginning.
1: I mean, I haven't heard that, but I, I'm confident that we just came up with that. That's, so that's
0: good. Okay, cool. We we now have added some lore to this movie. Yes. <clears throat> so I, I wanted to um, b- briefly talk about the uh, the beginnings of this movie. And I think that you've got some things that we can talk about that are maybe not necessarily movie specific, but some stuff that happened behind the scenes.
1: I have... Pages of notes on this. Look, I do too.
0: Okay, so between Katie and I, we've got probably twenty pages of notes on this movie. I don't know about that. I honestly do not believe there was even that many pages of actual script when they made this movie. (laughs) Truly, don't believe it. But look at all these notes. I even I was drawing pictures of the monster. I got all these notes written in different. And then at the end, I wrote some stuff with some really bad language that we can talk about here in a little bit. But um, yeah, so the movie starts off rough. It starts off pretty rough. Um, what we get at the beginning is a monologue by like a, a narrator.
1: Yeah, there is a narrator throughout, which is like real hokey, in yeah. my opinion.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and sometimes you get the narrator, but then sometimes you get like the radio station. So you never really know which one's which. Like one of them is the narrator, and when then sometimes you get this news off the radio, you know? So it's like... Very, very confusing. Um, They they did not believe in plot development. They just thought they'd just tell you what was happening.
1: Look, this thing was thrown together. And you want to talk about stuff I know about this movie. I probably know more about how they made it than really about what it's about. Because it didn't make a lot of sense. (laughs) No, it didn't make a lot of um, sense. Yeah, that's because in large part... Uh, Bill Rebane didn't finish this movie, yeah. so uh, he kind of sold it to over to Herschel Gordon Lewis, and Lewis finished it with like, it was like 80% done, apparently. He finished it with a few scenes and the music, and then ultimately the title. Originally, it was not this, it was um, Terror at Half Day was the original title of this film. And it was supposed to be like a really <clears throat> serious sci-fi flick, but... It just never came to be. I think it was too hodgepodge put together and not finished. And I don't know, the vision was not seen through, I guess.
0: So I have a problem with something in this movie and is the audio. Just one thing. Well, I'm just going to start with something simple. <laughs> so right here at the sure. beginning of the movie at uh, two minutes and t- 30 seconds, 30 seconds in. You, you get the first example of how bad this is going to sound. Mm-hmm. Now, if you've listened to other podcasts of ours, you can hear. Um, the quality of the audio, you can hear that we can actually get relatively decent audio feed here. This is the same exact feed. However, the audio that we're getting from the source, even on the Blu-ray version, which there is an upload of portions of this from the Blu-ray, it still sounds just like this. And I don't really know how to explain it other than just to let you hear it in the scene. You have a guy, a cop sitting in a cop car, talking on the radio with somebody. And this is what it sounds
2: like. In a wooded area not far from the space agency... There's your narrator. ...laboratories in Chicago. Observers reported that a strange object had fallen to Earth. Now listen
0: carefully. This is Patrol 2 to Connors. Come in. Over. This is Patrol
2: 2 to Connors. Come in, Connors. Over. This is Connors. Come in, in, Patrol 2. I've spotted something. Looks like it might be on a straight land. I'm going down to have a closer look. Roger, Patrol 2. Was it
1: the space capsule? <laughs> the space capsule?
0: So, one of the funny things here is that every time they do audio in that field, that's what it sounds like.
1: Because they're just trying to do it over the radio? Make no, it sound like it's over there. Even radio?
0: Even when they're standing in the field talking to each other, you get that weird, echoey, hollow sound. Whereas if if, either, if there's a video, part of the movie... Oh, probably
1: because the way it was recorded was yeah, piss and, poor. Yeah, and they didn't do
0: ADR very well back then, if at all. So, Well, I mean, they had to, but they didn't. Do what now? ADR. What's that? that is when you do a uh, voiceover. Oh, it's a voiceover gotcha. type thing that you do when you make movies because you're on the sound stage and all that. Dubbing, stuff.
1: Dubbing so. like all my favorite Italian horror movies dubbed terribly and wonderfully. Yeah, yeah. pretty
0: much. Cool. So let's talk about this uh, plot ish. It's sort of a plot. So you know,
1: I, I lost me qu- for quite a while there. Um, I think, like I mentioned, I before we started recording, like I kind of came around to it at the end and was like, oh, okay, it makes sense now. But. Um, I don't know. I just sort of took notes about the whole movie um, and nothing really made a lot of sense.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um...
1: But I think we get this crashed. Um, the whole thing is that this thing from space, I think it's a US something, it crashes. It's like a.
0: A capsule. Yes, <laughs> it is a capsule. So from IMDb, a space, capsule. A space capsule. capsule crash lands on Earth and the astronaut aboard disappears. Is there a connection between the missing man and the monster roaming the area? So that is the IMDB, and it starts off pretty much like you said. We have, uh, we have a capsule that uh, they find. It's um, fallen to Earth, um, and then the cops go to the crash site. For some reason, they send the cops and not the uh, Army or NASA or whoever, but they see this capsule, and this capsule is absolutely tiny. It's smaller than like a single-man tent. It, there's no way this was up in space, bro.
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: let's be honest here. This capsule is less than six feet Super tall. Super
1: accurate sci-fi movie from the sixties. If you'd
0: have to be sitting Indian style in this thing, with your head completely, perfectly straight up and down, and your back straight up and down, to be able to fit inside of this thing, and they get there, the thing has returned, and there's nobody inside. <gasps> dun dun dun! Right. But there's a dude nearby that's like dead, and his his blood is like
1: made into dust what do they say
0: <clears throat> right so so what happens is a helicopter pilot comes and lands where this space capsule oh, was yeah, that's what happens. and then um <clears throat> you hear somebody getting killed on the radio so the, the copter pilot is talking to the cops on the radio and all of a sudden you hear him scream um and then then all of a sudden it goes silent so then the cops go to the crash site they see the capsule which is super tiny and douglas frank douglas the guy that was supposed to be in the capsule the astronaut not there He's gone. They don't know where he is, but they do find, like you said, the copter pilot was dead and mangled. And the actual quote from the movie is he was killed in a way no one had ever seen before, Yeah, which is pretty rough.
1: So like nuclear energy.
0: Yeah. So we're, we're thinking some craziness is going on here. Um, then, uh we get the cut scene to a, a house where there's a woman inside, and she this 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 man and this woman come in sit down and then she make the dude makes her get him coffee, which is I thought was stupid because he's there to tell her that her brother is missing, but he makes her get him coffee first, and then yeah uh,
1: all that stuff it was like, what is all this dialogue I, I'm like, trying to follow it i don't know it was choppy,
0: yeah, it was definitely choppy for sure, um, but what happens basically is um they come to tell her that her brother, her brother was not, um, her brother was not uh, on the capsule when it landed. But the guy tells her, he's like, "Yeah, I don't know, I don't know where Frank is, but uh, the capsule came back and it was a success because it returned." And so that's <laughs> supposed to make her feel better, yeah, <clears throat> because the capsule came back. So Clearly, she's, that's
1: the important. That's the important years. part,
0: yeah. And then, like the little kid, like her son. <clears throat> comes in, it's like, hey, where's Uncle Frank? When's he coming home? <laughs> and it's just never. for no reason. This kid doesn't exist for any other reason. Um, he promised to take me fishing, you know, <clears throat> but the kid doesn't exist for any particular reason. And then we see him for one second, and then he's gone, never to be seen again in the movie. So that I don't know what that was all about. But
1: look, they only had actors for like a week to make this movie. Yeah, with the union budget. So,
0: so while they're at the house, uh, they get a phone call, and um, the guy, the main captain guy, who's there. Uh, so tells uh, Ruth, who is the sister of uh, the astronaut, that hey, we've uh, we found they found the capsule. So they all three of them go to the field where the capsule was. The audio is horrible. Um, yeah. They find the helicopter pilot dead. Okay. We're just going to walk them through this whole thing. <clears throat> yeah, kind of. So what I want to do is, uh, let's see. Um, so yeah, they find that. Well, we can. You want to walk through the whole thing?
1: I don't know. I feel like uh, if we leave no mystery of this, it's like.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. It, yeah. It's, it's the, the, the whole premise is like there's a dude
0: on the loose Yeah, that they think is Frank. So that's, and that's what they go to find out. Right. And so she thinks that he's still alive and they're convinced that he's not they're convinced that he's dead. But the problem is, is that, and somehow they determine without ever seeing him or talking to anybody that's seen him, that there is a 10 foot tall, 400 pound monster on the loose. Like
1: right. They, it's like they, yeah, they
0: legit say that. <laughs> Um, so I wanna play another piece of audio here. This is our first uh kill, our first on screen kill sort of ish yeah,
1: the kills were lacking in this one.
0: kills were very lacking in this one
1: yeah, it was disappointing for me
0: but this uh, this one right here is actually it's i mean this whole movie was just like a middle finger like it never lets you it never lets you like get comfortable and settle in right um but here's the first one, so this is where. Um, there's a guy and a girl and they're going, uh, to go park. Mm. They're going to go park in a car, which is hot. (laughs) And they come up and they park and then he starts making out with her. She starts making out with him, whatever. Um, he becomes a little handsy, right? As they tend to do. And here's the thing about this scene. Do you want to, let's reminisce back to episode two of the VHS vault. Yes. Redneck zombies. Yeah. Do you remember at the very beginning of that podcast? What was happening in the background? We had a dog barking his freaking tail off outside, right? Yes. Let's go to this scene where these two are making out. Oh, yeah. I want you to listen to the background here after the narrator stops talking.
2: And history never deal in ifs.
0: So the the scene is just two people making out in a car, and it's very sensual and... This effing dog barking in the background. <laughs> like, it's, look, look, they're just making out, and that's your that's your sound.
1: Oh, well, I thought maybe the dog is barking because the bad guy's coming.
0: And that's maybe true, but they never explain that. No, in, in But
1: there's straight up a dog just barking, and the, and they don't notice it. They don't pay it any mind
0: while they're making out. Right here's where he gets handsy with her, and then she gets out of the car. She pushes him off, gets out of the car, and then. This is your first sort of on-screen kill. There he is. There's the monster. old tall drink of water. And that's it. That's all you get. And then the the army guys show up. Or the army. And
1: it's a body with a sheet over it.
0: Yeah. Like, no kill. That doesn't count as a kill to me. We were talking about this. Do you want to see a real kill? But yeah, let's, I talk mean, about, let's,
1: let's just jump around on this one. We can talk about a real yeah. kill. Let's let's do that.
0: How about let's go to see where Doctor Logan gets killed? <clears throat> so you, I don't know if you remember this, but he actually this is actually an on-screen kill. I think it's the only one.
1: And he's going back to investigate this murder, basically, right? That's what he's doing over there. Yeah. So he's with going, his little his gun that picks up. Uh, what do they call it? It picks up the um the Geiger, Geiger, Geiger Geiger counter. counter. Yeah. That's it.
0: So you get this ominous music here he's backing up what there it is
1: yeah the 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 makeup effects are lacking his skin just looks like it has moss on it
0: <laughs> and that's another thing right there and all through this movie the the shaky camera what is going on so it's like it's not even like the camera's just shaky, but it looks like the background is shifting behind the actors. Yeah, you notice that? Yeah, it's kind of. Re- and it does it all me through this thing. A headache. <laughs> yeah, it gives me a headache too. I watched I got a massive headache watching this no. movie. <laughs> he asks if she wants to dance, and there's no music playing. You know, back down. Yeah, weird. See if we can oh, find weird. a little scene where the background you know. gets all shifty. Lock.
2: Maybe it's nothing call it in
1: this movie is in black and white and it's very it feels very
0: guy, 60s but like then it
1: doesn't do anything it. good not like Night of the Living Dead does good things no
0: <laughs> <laughs> it does not um, so at, at uh, 2610, this is one of my favorite parts of the movie okay I really enjoyed this part I truly did when they discover dr. Logan because he had just been killed uh, by this guy yeah so right after he gets killed this face this face dude <laughs> This is so hilarious.
1: Yeah, dude, his face is hilarious. <laughs> They're just like, damn, dude's dead. Take a look at this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> just, yeah. I got killed. Yeah, that's a cop
0: that's down the road, see? <laughs> That's rough.
1: His face is crooked as hell.
0: <laughs> so a lot of what we see in this movie is just weird cuts from from different parts of this movie that mean absolutely nothing, you know, and they don't have anything connected with one another. And <clears throat> there's this one scene I remember, and I, I didn't remember the timing timestamp on it, but a girl's car had broken down on the side of the road.
1: Oh, yeah. Right?
0: And then this truck driver comes <clears throat> up and comes up to help her and he's like, why are you in the middle of the road? She's like, I need some help. So he helps her. He puts gas in her car and he had the gas can in the cab of his truck. So like he's driving around inhaling (laughs) gas fumes, just waiting to find this hot chick. Suspend your disbelief. Yeah. So he finds this hot chick, fixes her car. And then like they're playing the suspenseful music and shit. And but he she just gives him a kiss and says thank you for fixing oh, yeah, your car. Yeah, she
1: totally does give him a big ass kiss. Yeah. And, it, and I was like, dang, she did that.
0: Yeah, and then <laughs> and then like the music goes away and then the guy gets in his car and they both leave and there's nothing to do with the plot. there's, yeah. there's no flashes of the monster. There's no like, hey, this is a point where something bad might happen, but we're going to give you a teaser. It was nothing. It, it was just a random get something
1: sexy in here. This is 1961.
0: It could sexy. have been from a completely different movie. A small portion cut out and put in this, and that's it. Would have made as much sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was weird you could have cut the, the last
0: three minutes of beverly hills cop and, and spliced <laughs> it in and it would have made as much sense as this did
1: wow <clears throat> i want to see that now will you do that for me
0: you want to do beverly hills cop well <laughs> no it i in. want
1: you to splice it in. okay, okay. i'll splice in
0: some beverly <laughs> okay. hills cop right now right. okay good um <clears throat> yeah so so many things happen they uh, they do all kinds of stuff then one of the things that bothers me the most about this movie wait
1: before you say it oh my god Oh, can you hold? Yes. I just want to say, as we move forward and talk about this movie, I'm excited to see how this compares to Rebane's other films, like in the 70s and 80s.
0: Yes, because I have heard good things about some of those. And yeah. you have you have some of those in your Blu-rays. Yeah, setup.
1: they're all in there. So, yeah, we're going to do that. Yeah. We're going to revisit him. So, I, I just, as we move forward, I want to think about that. Like, how is this going to compare to what we'll see in yeah. the future? Okay, now what were you going
0: to say? So, look. Okay. <laughs> Like there's so I there's so much plot here that's not really plot relevant. I mean of all of the hour and ten minutes of this movie or however long it was, there's about five minutes of actual plot. Okay, the rest of it's just ridiculousness. Yeah. But something that bothers me so much is the scene where the doctor, the the guy's brother, the dude that died. Remember the guy that died? Yeah. Yeah. So he died. Logan died, and then his brother comes back. Now this is interesting because they they his brother came back four years later when they finished the movie mm. it's the same actor yeah but he looked so different uh-huh. when he came back to finish it that they had to kill off the other guy you
1: gotta put in a side by side
0: it's so bad i'll, I'll try to slice <laughs> in a, it's he looks so freaking different but the problem i had was this guy had apparently captured the monster at some point days before and had him stored in a storage room yeah like what what yeah, how do we get there? <laughs> okay, and so he goes downstairs because he thinks that he can pump enough of this radi- radiation antidote. antidote into yeah. him to get him to be better. So he goes down there, and then there's this scene where the monster has destroyed the lab, okay? <clears throat> now, what I want to do yeah. is I want to play this scene for you real quick. I just, it's, you're not going to be able to see it, but you'll hear the narrator. The narrator is what you want to listen to. He tells you exactly what's going on, and then listen to You how, will be able to see it if you're on YouTube. Yeah, if you're on YouTube, you'll be able to see this for sure. Um, but um, listen, to, listen to the finality with which he describes the state of the equipment in this lab. It's very important, and I think that you'll find it uh, interesting.
2: Everything used to make the antidote was in wreckage by the time Logan returned. Any chance that might have existed, any hope that sufficient antidote might be compounded to have a lasting effect. All this vanished with one sweep of the monster's arm.
0: All of it. No chance. Wow. Any chance that anything could ever be synthesized in that lab again was wiped out eternally, right? Well,
1: having to do with that antidote, for sure.
0: So, without skipping a lot of plot, uh, they've been pumping this astronaut full of juice before he went up in this craft so that he could... Um, <laughs> he could withstand radiation. The, yeah. um, so, you've just heard, they had this antidote. <clears throat> now, this is a weird part. This antidote, they tried it out on animals. Oh, and it, the pig. And it turned the animal ten times its normal size. Uh, yeah. And then he started killing all the other animals.
1: Yeah. Oops. Uh-huh. So, that's
0: what they decided to use on this human.
1: Yeah. Because why not?
0: Good. Right? Because why not? That sounds yeah. like a great idea. So, um, that's what they're trying to say. And they, they can't fix this monster. They can't help him. They can't stop him without this antidote. But every chance, any chance that antidote ever gets made again, wiped out forever with one swipe of the monster's hand. Right. Now I'm going to fast forward a little bit to another part in this movie. Um, where they talk about <clears throat> pumping him
1: full so much that it kills him.
0: Well, not just that. <clears throat> Throughout the, the interim time Between the last clip I just played you And the one I'm about to play you The doctors have talked about the fact That this monster took with him The extra antidote that they had already synthesized And that they, they assumed that he was injecting himself And administering antidote oh, yeah. to himself Which makes zero sense right. <laughs> But he has the only antidote that's left, right? That's it There's no, there's no more But I want you to listen here Because mm, they get an idea mm-hmm. Let's have a Let's have a listen.
2: In the city. Yes, sir, you got the one in the truck Audio's people. terrible. How the hell are we going to find him now?
0: They the can't find the monster.
2: Five million people in the city. According to the computer, the danger zone should be twenty to twenty-five feet. Nora, listen. How long would it take to mix up three thousand cc of the antidote? Not too long. Do it. <laughs> Do, Do it. it. To me
1: not too long.
0: So this whole movie. The problem that they've had is that they had they weren't able to stop the monster because he took all the antidote. And now he's like, hey, how long would it take you to synthesize some of that? Oh, not long. <laughs> not long. That's three liters of this stuff.
1: Can't believe we haven't already been on top of that.
0: Bro. And, and the, <laughs> the, here's the real problem is that both of those scenes were shot in the same filming of this movie. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like one was filmed in 61, one was filmed in 65. Yeah. I just, it's mind mind numbing. It's mind numbing. Uh, I also have another problem with this movie. You want to know what that problem is? Yeah, hit me with it. Why are the girls who are laying out on the beach, sun tanning, Mm -hmm. wearing long pants, all of them, Hmm. except one chick? They're all wearing long pants. Well,
1: um, are any of them Redheads.
0: I am not sure because it's in black and white, <laughs> but, uh, I've queued this up and we're going to look at long pants, girl. This
1: is also a scene that was added, um, after Rebane relinquished the film to Herschel Gordon Lewis. Ah. So this is one of his scenes.
0: Okay. We can get, we can cut into this, but yeah, here's, let's, let's see this. Why, why are these chicks wearing pants? <laughs> They're laying out in the sun. There's this one chick with a polka dot bikini on. The rest of them are all wearing these long ass pants. And I'm severely bothered by this.
1: (laughs) Doesn't make a lot of sense, does it?
0: Look at this. Here comes dude just
1: doo -doo through the woods.
0: So do you like this this audio better or do you like the the killer music from Decapitated better where he was? This is
1: better. This is fucking better. I will listen to
0: this weird (laughs) sounding sixties sci-fi shit. So look at all the girls with pants on. What the hell? They're all laying out in the sun with pants on. I'm bothered. <laughs>
1: well, the one is even in the shade. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, she's in the shade. What's going on here?
1: It's just, it's we just, just a... lay in the grass. They're we, in Shavasana.
0: They just did a yoga class. Something weird is going on. And then they see the monster all at the same time, and they take off. Those are yoga pants. Those are not yoga pants. <laughs> yoga wasn't even a thing. 60s yoga
1: pants. Yoga's been a thing for centuries. What do you it, mean? It has
0: not been a thing that has happened in america not here i'm just saying that's what's going
1: on there i'm explaining it for you this is so dumb (laughs) this whole thing is dumb (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so i have another dumb movie that we did i have
0: a i have a wtf moment here
1: oh the whole thing (laughs) was wtf for me but yeah
0: so this is the end of the movie Yep. and this is the biggest middle finger i think i've ever got at the end of a movie oh my
1: god right
0: I mean, look, we just sat through an hour and 10 minutes of this horse crap.
1: Right? Like, is this dude ever going to fit back in the capsule or not?
0: They finally track this monster down using Geiger counters. They finally track him down. They track him down to an area of town. They go there. They see that he has gone down into the sewers in this place. Okay, Naturally. Which is the place to go for somebody who's 10 feet tall. Yep. That would be a natural place to go. (laughs) Um. He's only actually seven feet tall, but they shot him
1: from below. Oh, did they? To make him look taller, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, but dude was tall as fuck. Still seven feet, you know. Um,
0: <laughs> so 106, we'll go 35 here. So yeah, so we get to the end of this movie. They, they finally got this thing cornered. They have their giant tranquilizer gun full of this anti bodies or whatever the hell. Antidote. Yeah, the antidote. And they're getting ready to either kill him or fix him. And they get down in the sewers. And this is what happens. This is the final chase scene. Listen carefully. (laughs) You don't need to see this. You can just listen. They're all walking through the sewers with guns and radiation suits on. Rubber suit.
2: As if a switch had been turned. As if an eye had been blinked. As if some phantom force in the universe had made a move eons beyond our comprehension. Suddenly, there was no trail. There was no giant, no monster, no thing called Douglas to be followed. There was nothing in the tunnel but the puzzled men of courage who suddenly found themselves alone with shadows and darkness.
1: What? What is even happening? They're just giving up?
0: I think there's even more to this non if I'm not mistaken. Is it missing? I can't remember. I don't know.
1: We're just seeing things happen, but there's no sound. And you said we didn't even have to look at it. Here
0: it is. One cloud lifts and another descends. Astronaut
2: Frank Douglas... Rescued, alive, well, and of normal size some 8,000 miles away in a lifeboat with no memory of where he has been or how he was separated from his capsule. Then who or what has landed here? Is it here yet or has the cosmic switch been pulled? Case in point, the line between science fiction and science fact is microscopically thin. What? You have witnessed the line <laughs> being shaved even thinner. But is the menace with us? Or is the
0: monster gone? Go, monster, go. Go, monster, go. The
1: weakest tie in to a title ever. By the way. And and so so the deal is The guy they thought was Frank that they've been chasing, this 10-foot guy this whole time, wasn't Frank at all. It was somebody else. And as soon as they learned that Frank's all good, we got him, they let him go. They let the big monster go. And they were like, well, we're done here. And then he just doesn't exist anymore. What?
0: Well, see, I I took it maybe a different way. So I took it as why was it that immediately um, following the disappearance of the monster underground, why was it immediately after that that they found Frank?
1: Because that's how you end a movie. But I'm saying
0: maybe, (laughs) maybe it was an alien swapperoo. You know what I mean? Maybe the aliens had abducted Frank and they were...
1: You might want to stretch before making that reach.
0: I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm just trying to think of some way to make this thing make sense. Because this doesn't make any sense. Fair. This movie makes no sense. I'm just trying to find some silver lining here. Bill Rubin
1: said himself, he thinks it's the worst movie ever made. So...
0: Oh, oh
1: I don't man. think it matters what we think of it. It's a building block, right? It's a building block for the rest of his work.
0: Yeah. Like I have to see some of the rest of his work.
1: That's the thing. That's the fun part about this, because neither you nor I really have any background on this dude. Nope. Like I just got I won this thing and it's like I should we should dig into it. We should see what's up. That's, that's what awesome. it's here for. So more to come from Bill Rubain. That's the point of this episode, I think, is just to say, like, we just kind of decided to dig into this real quick and didn't, you know, think about it real hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's good. And I think mm-hmm. that sometimes a movie like this, um, even though it's not a movie that I particularly enjoyed watching, I think that it's one of those movies that is that is in that range of being so low budget that the fact that they got anything out into a theater is amazing.
1: Yeah. And that was largely on the part of Herschel Gordon-Lewis. And Rabane credits him with that. You know, that yeah. um, it was he who... Who made it happen? And Rabane was motivated to get it into some theaters in Illinois that had agreed, like if he could get it done, they would put it in all of their theaters in the state of Illinois. And he was motivated by that. But Rabane was looking for a drive-in flick, and that's you know pretty much exactly what this is—something um, to show at the drive-ins down south. And he made it happen. So, hmm. you know, I'm sure people were disappointed, and probably hopefully made out the whole time they watched it
0: because. That's about it. That's about all it's good for. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh-huh. So, and a couple of the things I was mentioned, I was wanted to mention. Looking through my notes, we can just kind of bounce back and forth because there's really no structure to this movie, so there's no structure to this podcast. There's no way for us to give you a linear podcast today because this movie is so abstract and so nonlinear. So you're getting scatterbrained, Owen and Katie, right now. And it's fine. And that's fine. They don't care. No, it's awesome. So, <laughs> do you remember the cause of death for the pilot when they announced his cause of death? <sighs>
1: No well, I remember them saying something about his blood being turned to powder or something.
0: So that was the other guy. Oh. That was the that was the doctor. That was doc- oh. that was Dr. Logan.
1: Okay, what did they say about they the They said okay. that he
0: was cooked to death.
1: Oh cooked, yeah. The
0: radiation cooked him like a roast ham.
1: Like put like I imagine if you were to put yourself in the microwave.
0: Yeah. Gross. <laughs> Sorry
1: to create that visual for anyone out there. Trigger warning. <laughs> <laughs> Too so, late. <laughs>
0: So you remember? I feel like Chris Farley. Do you do you remember that time? <laughs> remember that time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so when Logan's brother, the the ignorant, incapable, incompetent Logan's brother, Logan, Doctor Logan's brother, Doctor Logan, when he captured <laughs> the monster. He had him in, like, the basement for, like, three days, but never told the military, never told anybody. Just yeah. kept him down there. And then they asked him, why didn't you tell us? And he said, oh, I must have been in shock or something. Holes in this motherfucking plot. This is not, <laughs> this is not plots. There's no plot armor here. There's no, nothing. No. It's hot garbage. <clears throat> um but yes, I, uh, you know, of all the things about this movie that bothered me the most, it's got to be the pants. I mean, I'm going to be honest here.
1: Yeah, the pants on the, the girls um, hanging out in the shade. What
0: the hell's going on with the pants, Katie? <laughs>
1: Um, You know, oh, here's the explanation. I already told you they just did a yoga class, but the other explanation is that these are four friends who um, have different needs, you know? Maybe one is a redhead, and she's the one in the shade. The other two, I don't know, maybe they're on an antibiotic, and they can't be in the sun right now, or, you know, there's a lot of explanations for why they're wearing pants in the park. I think you're just a little too concerned that women are not
0: pantsless. Hey. (laughs) I can appreciate women with pants, just not in this context and not in this movie. It's called. There
1: was no titties. The titty count was zero in zero. this one. And
0: you don't know, have a problem. Maybe, maybe it's because the movie took so long to come out. But I was thinking, like, when I was watching the, when listening to the intro music, and then watching that first dance party, I was like, man, this feels very, very 1950s. Like a titty could
1: just slip this, right out. This
0: feels just. This feels like a 1950s exploitation <laughs> film, you know. Yeah. And then, like, it didn't end up being that at all, Then I was kind of sad, because it, yeah. it came out in the mid-60s, and everything else just kind of felt weird and out of date. Like
1: I said, you know, it had that 60s movies, movie feel for sure, but, you know, good things didn't happen
0: yeah. with it. You <laughs> know,
1: it wasn't a Hitchcock flick, you know, it wasn't anywhere near any of that. You so, know what
0: I want to do? I want to go back and watch some surf movies from the late 50s, man. yeah, Some of those surf movies were so good. Not that that has anything to do, but I just don't want to talk about this movie. You know what I mean? (laughs) Well,
1: I'm pressing. What I would like to do is, I
0: would like to talk about Bill Rabane. I would like to talk about some of his other flicks. So, do you maybe happen to know a couple of his other flicks? Maybe we can talk about those and maybe it could be something we review in the future.
1: And I'm wondering if we should think about, you know, do we want to see what we got lucky here? This is his first movie. So, we can go in order of the films that he directed. the next one is like a, it's like a snow-covered Bigfoot movie.
0: Do You know what it's called?
1: Yeah, I forgot. I'm trying to bring up the thing, but I have no internet for some reason. I mean, I, I I'm have, trying to uh, bring up his IMDb so I can look at the list. I'm on the,
0: I'm on the Wi-Fi. Hold on a second. So we'll type in Bill Rebane movies. Yeah, that should get us there. <clears throat> okay.
1: Eva- invasion from inner earth
0: mm, sounds good
1: yeah that's his 74 so it was a minute before he did this again a group of young pilots in a remote region of the canadian wilderness but it's really wisconsin begin to hear strange reports over their radios about planes crashing cars stalling and a deadly plague which has gripped the planet oh this isn't the the bigfoot one it becomes clear that Earth is in the midst of an invasion. The group of pilots decide to barricade themselves in a cabin deep in the woods and wait for their impending doom. Okay, well, I know he did a Bigfoot one, too.
0: Hmm. So, it looks like he directed something <clears throat> before Monster Agogo, but it wasn't, I don't know if it was a movie.
1: It's not a full-length, I think.
0: It's a dance craze documentary talking about 1962's to The Twist craze. That's interesting. Uh, then it looks like giant spider invasion, which I have seen. Okay, oh, oh I didn't, I here's didn't realize the that.
1: Bigfoot movie. It's called the Capture of Bigfoot.
0: The oh, Capture boy. of Bigfoot in 1979. Then, yeah. Uh, the Demons of Ludlow in 83, 84 is the g- he did the game. Uh, yeah, looks like. Maybe thinking about it differently. Let me look this up. Oh yeah, I think this is a different game than I was thinking about. That's okay. Yeah, this looks pretty cool. And then Twister's Revenge.
1: That yeah, he's. It
0: in- looks interesting
1: he's got a lot you know there's a lot we can dig into and these are not super well known films you know
0: so if anybody wants us to continue to review Rubain's stuff put it in the comments and let yeah. us know you want us to review I more mean, stuff I mean we're
1: probably going to do it anyways but you know because I have all the films For so sure. why the hell not but um, if you're enthusiastic about it let us know and then we might actually follow through and do a bunch of them we'll probably do one more for sure but if people are into it I could see us going through
0: this is what I want to get into
1: Oh, Zombie Bloodbath. Yeah, we have to talk about our plans for that.
0: We will, and we'll do that in another episode, but this is one of the this is one of the things that makes me excited about doing this podcast with Katie is that I get to expose her to absolutely in, insane movies that she hasn't seen yet. Just look at the pictures on the back of this DVD.
1: Yeah. It looks like fun. It's pretty bloody. Looks like it's going to be a, a lot of gore and good times.
0: So I have Zombie Bloodbath 1 and 2 on VHS, which I am I treasure those tapes and I'm very glad to have them. <coughs> Unfortunately, precious. I have not been able to find a Zombie Bloodbath 3 on VHS and this is even after contacting the creator himself and asking if he had any spare sitting in a box in his closet somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I can't find a copy. They're out there and when I find one, I'll figure out a way to get it. So, in order to watch the
1: movie,
0: movie, I had to buy a zombie bloodbath set. So, it has one, two, and three, plus some special features and stuff. So, that is on the horizon at some point in the future. We're
1: not getting around this. We're we're definitely doing these films. It
0: has to happen. But, uh, yeah. So, let's talk uh, real quick. Um, Special effects. Nothing much to talk about here in this movie. There's
1: nothing. It all looks... Very cheap and nothing. Yeah, nothing there yeah, for there me. There wasn't really anything. There wasn't really any kills, so there's yeah. not a lot to talk about there. Uh, they filmed this movie in Chicago. That's something. I yeah. got some bits of trivia. Um, the Ronald Reagan one, what I thought was so interesting, that Rabane was like with his, I don't know, his publicist or somebody out in Chicago, and they ran across Ronald Reagan and got him to stop and talk to them about this movie and because he mentioned that june travis was in the film reagan was like interested in being in the movie hmm. but the investors were like nah this dude's a, a has-been we're, we wow. don't want him so reagan didn't get to be in this film
0: so monster go could have starred ronald reagan yes as who was who would he have played
1: i assume one like dr logan or somebody i'm not sure wow
0: you know this movie there were so many characters you just didn't know their names it was just like random people that all of a sudden were important and then you never saw them again yeah like a one of the well army guys came and, in and he was the biggest important guy in the, in the world you've learned his name for a second and then you never saw him
1: again. and that's what, what they did in those for these independent movies was to get like actors that were big like in the 40s that people knew the names of and get them Their names on the screen, even if they have the smallest part, they came on the shoot for one day, you know, they get their couple scenes or whatever. And it's like their name goes huge on the screen because people recognize it. And that's how the indie filmmakers would get, you know, more people to watch their movies. So they give them stupid little parts or quick, you know, what they could afford them for, you know, half a day. Yeah, Get three scenes maybe.
0: Well, I think, um, you know, one of the cool things about that is that we got reintroduced. I mean, if you think about some of the reintroductions we've had in movies, like one of the biggest ones I can think of, and this may not be particularly pertinent to this movie in in particular, but John Travolta didn't do a movie from like 1985 to 1993 or whatever. He was completely out of the movies. He was a has-been, nobody, just like the Reagan story. And then the guy that brought him back into the movies was... Quentin Tarantino for Pulp Fiction. That was the first movie he'd done in almost a decade.
1: Really? He yep. was what
0: so, Urban Cowboy was like nineteen eighty one.
1: Okay, yeah, but he did like Look Who's Talking and shit. Remember that was
0: afterward. That was
1: that was after Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I think no. so. Yeah, no.
0: Hang on, hang on.
1: I don't think so. I remember seeing Pulp Fiction in the theater, which means I was old enough to see it in the theater.
0: Now I'm. Now I'm going to look this up. This has nothing to do with this movie. And nobody cares.
1: <laughs> I'm going to catch Owen in a lie right here.
0: Joe John Travolta movies. Hang on, we're looking this up.
1: I mean, unless being in Look Who's Talking is considered being a has-been, because that could track. I don't know.
0: Yeah, well, that that might be what it, what I was thinking about. But where is IMDb? Here we go, John Travolta. Are right, we going to look this up? Yeah, we are. You guys came here for a monster movie. Yeah,
1: 94 Pulp Fiction. So 78 Grease, 77... Saturday Night Fever. Wow. This is like dead air and everything. We got to talk about John Travolta. I Because I just remember that movie. I remember Look Who's Talking. I remember I knew John Travolta was a sex symbol. Like, I wasn't attracted to him, but I understood that he was attractive. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay.
0: Okay, yeah. So he did Look Who's Talking in 89. See? Kind of like the basement of his career.
1: Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I was... Uh, a very young child at that time so
0: <laughs> and then pulp fiction in 94 and that then,
1: was him maybe getting like a very serious getting, role back again. Into, yeah. getting
0: back into the act real acting stuff and then he did get shorty broken arrow phenomenon michael face off all that all that happened in the mid to late 90s mm-hmm. so that's when he took back off but right. yeah i think pulp fiction got him back into the end of the a-list being
1: taken seriously yeah, yeah.
0: Well, cool. Well, I'm glad we talked about John Travolta. Yeah, that's that was
1: important. Yeah, I think we
0: really needed to cover that. That's really, really <laughs> critical stuff right there.
1: Especially but. for things related to horror movies.
0: So, did you like anything about this movie?
1: Um, uh, I mean,
0: really, not necessarily about Rabane or the... Uh, was there anything um, about the movie you particularly liked?
1: The, uh, um, <laughs> uh, Maybe a little bit, the music.
0: Yep. That's my that's my yeah. thing too. I like the music and the dancing. Yeah. And that took up about a minute and a half of the movie. Uh, I like the pants on the ladies. You do not the like the You do not like the pants <laughs> on the ladies. Stop it. Let the ladies
1: wear pants.
0: Ladies ain't wearing pants. <laughs> we're gonna have a problem here. <laughs> ladies can wear the pants. <laughs> it's fine. Well, what I didn't like about this movie is All of it. Ladies were wearing pants. <laughs> so stick it. And no titties. Yeah. count zero. No, zero. We hit zero on the TC. And that's okay. Well,
1: they aren't all going to be winners.
0: No, know? no, not all movies can be awesome, but, um, would you recommend this movie to anybody? I mean, just a, a casual recommendation or if you were saying, Hey, you know, you, you need to, if you, if you think, uh, you know, if you, th- if you think Gigli is bad, you need to check out this movie.
1: I think for someone who would cut me off in traffic, I would recommend this film. <laughs>
0: um,
1: Any of the haters out there, like, I hope you have to sit through this with your eyelids taped open. Wow. 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 (laughs) It's not that bad. It's actually not that bad. No, it's bad. I fell asleep watching it several times, but the first time, I think I dreamt during it and it was weird. So my dreams are better than the actual movie. I wish I could remember them, and I didn't write them down like you always tell me to. Got do. to write
0: your dreams down. I know. I they forgot. may turn into another uh, monster a go go movie. Yeah. You know, this is probably his dream, and this is the perfect. It was
1: probably better. I I don't remember any of it. I just remember the vibes.
0: Dude, there's so many good 50s exploitation horror movies like with teenagers and kids, and mm-hmm. so it's it's just there's so many good ones, and this is I just wished this was that, and it wasn't. Yeah, it was weak, weak sauce. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't recommend this movie really either, but. but. But I think it's, you know, honestly, if you're looking, if you want to go down a rabbit hole of watching low-budget stuff, then this is one you should probably put into your watch list. Well, and apparently... Way, way, way down on your watch list.
1: Like, this thing still has legs because we're talking about it, you know? Yeah. And, and that boggles Rubain's mind. He's said it in, in interviews before that he doesn't understand why this thing is still a thing. Well, I, th-
0: I think the the curiosity is that the movie of this caliber and quality got into a theater at all. That's what blows my mind. Just on the audio alone. They couldn't – like, if I was a theater, I, I would think that half the the – People there would be walking out halfway through the movie. I don't know. It was the '60s, man. Yeah. They had low expectations for. Or if they I guess if it's a drive-in movie, they're not going anywhere. They're, they're eating, making, oh, eating popcorn, and making. You. Okay, all right. You know, hey, you know, I stand corrected.
1: Yeah, that's what happens now.
0: So what are we doing next? Uh, we got any other movies on the horizon? I know we talked a little bit about the uh, zombie bloodbath.
1: I don't know. I think maybe we should have another battle.
0: Maybe, or maybe we should do a John Travolta marathon
1: nah was he in any <laughs> horror things anything scary
0: yeah, he was in uh what was that um you know what he was in what he was in Battleground Earth, Battlefield Earth what uh, was that movie? don't know hold on,
1: you're losing me now
0: it no, it's the uh the Scientology movie
1: oh boy, don't I th- know
0: I think it was Battlefield Earth is he
1: a Scientologist, yeah, dude Tom he's Cruise like he's big weirdos. time. <laughs>
0: Battlefield Earth. Yeah, he's all, he, he's, him and Tom Cruise are the two most high-profile Scientologists out Sounds there. Sounds like a bad time. Not a, Battlefield Earth is widely considered by many, along with Monster Agogo, <laughs> to be the worst movie ever made.
1: <laughs> well, I'm not sure if I can handle another worst movie ever made.
0: We're never watching Battlefield Earth on okay, this channel.
1: Okay, good. Unless
0: somebody wants to donate $100 to our Patreon, which we don't have. We
1: don't have, I have a Patreon,
0: though, and mm. you can... If you want to donate hundred dollars to yeah. Canadian Patreon, you go right ahead. If and you l-
1: want to do that, I got prizes for you over right. there. right,
0: so. <laughs> hundred bucks, and we will we will review Battlefield Earth. Please don't. I don't even want the hundred bucks, just for the love of God.
1: <laughs> I'll take a picture with Battlefield Earth. <laughs> okay. And minimal clothing. All right. You heard it here, folks. Hundred bucks.
0: Patreon.com <laughs> slash
1: Katie Cadaver. Go do it now. There it it's, is. It's actually you can only subscribe for twenty bucks, but you know, also send me a DM and if you want to PayPal me a hundred dollars, we're in. So
0: uh that's Katie it. with a K and Cadaver <laughs> with a K. <laughs> that's so right. um well, awesome Katie k with and cadaver with a k
1: <laughs> thanks Owen. o with a o and the b and the brand
0: i um i had a good time talking about this movie i had much more fun talking about this movie than i did watching it
1: same it's depressing we watched it separately and had no fun doing it
0: i didn't put in a spoiler warning at the beginning of this because i don't think there's anything to spoil there's just no plot but what i'll do is i'll splice it in We'll put it at the beginning. Maybe I'll put a disclaimer at the beginning. Just that, put hey, it
1: here, because that's what this movie is. Oh, by the way, after we've already talked about it, we're
0: going to spoil it for you. Everything is out of order. Might as well do <laughs> yeah, the spoiler warning out do of it at too. the end. Fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. We'll do it. Here comes the spoiler warning. Click. Spoiler
2: warning. This is a spoiler warning.
1: We're going to ruin the movie for you. <laughs>
0: All right, that was fun. Thank you, Katie. Uh, You're welcome. I am Owen Brand, and that is Katie Cadaver over there, and we are the VHS Vault Podcast. We've got wooden stakes for all the vampires, and you can melt those zombies with salt got silver bullets for the wolves
2: we've got
0: it all down in the
2: vault
1: follow the vhs vault podcast on facebook instagram and youtube Subscribe and rate us on Spotify, Amazon Music, and wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also email us VHSVaultPodcast at gmail.com.